remind you, 007, that Blofeld's dead. Finished. The least we can expect from you now is a little plain, solid work. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the 007 Minute, where each and every other day we go over one of the uh, one minute of the greatest, I think one of the greatest Sean Connery era James Bond movies, the 1971 Guy Hamilton directed feature, Diamonds Are Forever. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm Professor Dr. Metz of <laughs> WW Tektronics. And once again, we are here with Anders Freyd of From Sweden with Love. Tack, Anders. Varsågod, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> ah, uh, meatballs and gravy for me. Uh, yes. uh, <laughs> Um, Anders, thanks again for, for being back with us uh, and, and giving us your take on on this. We've got a lot of uh, language coming up in this particular thing, or uh, supposedly uh, <laughs> uh, James Bond's poor uh, uh, control of, of English, trying to be a uh, trying to be a uh, native Dutchman. No, uh, no, ex- no excuse necessary. I'm 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 struggling language barriers all the time over here. <laughs> uh, what, what what is the the hardest part as 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 a non-native English speaker? What is the hardest part of English? The trying to get used to in English. Um, well, I mean, I shouldn't complain too much actually because we, we are very fortunate in Sweden because we take English from fourth class. Wow, fourth grade. So uh, and we see obviously we don't dub anything in Sweden. We we watch a lot of you know American movies, series, English, British uh, series and and um, f- films as well. Uh, so we are very lucky to sort of observe ob- observe uh, observe the la- the language um, in many ways actually. Oh, okay. And I and I also tr- uh, get to travel a lot, so I. Uh, I hopefully get to practice. Yes, yes. Uh, yes, no, you, a little you bit. quite, you, you, your, your English is much better than my Swedish. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not going to go into that discussion. Now. <laughs> uh, I, I was in, uh, I was in Burgundy in France uh, a few years back and uh, I was w- struggling my best through my uh, high school uh, uh, French with a local, uh, we were at a restaurant and uh, the woman finally held up her hand and said, please stop. I speak English. So <laughs> I think I was hurting her ears. French, French is very, yeah. French is very difficult. I'd say because, um, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I only know very few words, but, um, uh, since I, le- I try to learn also German and Spanish and I understand that French in comparison is very yeah, difficult. I- I only know how to start fights in German. People, uh, I worked with a, a German fellow who told me a lot of a lot of things to uh, <laughs> to get people upset with you if you're in a bar in Germany. So I, I will not use those phrases, but they're very, you know, if, if you ever want to start a good fight, I know how. To... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, my my, my <laughs> personally, my German gets better the more beer I drink. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to put that to the test one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, at least that, at least that's what I think myself. <laughs> Peter Franks and Peter Franks walk into the uh, the elevator here. The Flying Dutchman himself, uh, Sean, uh, starts uh, using phrases like uh, "Who is your floor?" to, to show how well he knows uh, English. He comes off as a you know a tol- tolerable fellow who Peter Franks thinks he can ignore. Right, right, right. And Anders has a uh, Anders has been on a similar uh, elevator in London. Why don't you tell us a little about that? Yeah, well, uh, actually, I think I think if I go back a little bit, a few years, because I think there were a misunderstanding or, or a rumor or whatever amongst uh, Bond fans and aficionados, because 
as far as I know, and um, uh, this, this fight was entirely shot in a studio at Pinewood Studios. Uh, but I believe the inspiration for the um, for the production design, uh, so to speak, um, was taken from a real lift in um, I believe it was in Fleet Street or something like that in London. In it's in the in the city uh, as they call it in London. Because I've been there actually in in that lift, so so it looks very much like the one in the in the movie. But I understand the fight itself was yeah. mainly filmed in, in studio. Right. So the lift was the lift was recreated. And uh, I remember. Uh interviewing Joe Robinson and he said that Guy's idea was to get the two biggest guys he could find, put them in a confined space and and let them duke it out and that's exactly what happened in the scene. Absolutely. No, it's I, I would say easily that's one of the most memorable fights. Yes. In yes. the entire series. Absolutely. Yeah, I would say so yeah, too. This is right this is right up there with the uh, the, Ray the Red Grant, Grant exactly, fight in the yeah. train. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very you know it's it, it's a confined space. You can feel the terror. I mean, this is just the last place you want to get in a fight is where you can't swing your arm. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, Joe Robinson was, um, uh, as you might know, he he wrote the book on karate with his brother Doug Doug Robinson, who is a stuntman, professional stuntman, and uh, they wrote a book about karate for um, on a black man. Uh, so obviously, Joe is very very he has he had very good skills in, in when it came to fighting. Well, there was a, there's a famous story. I guess for a while he lived in South Africa, and he was riding a bus, I guess, through a bad neighborhood, and he got off, and these three kids jumped him, and he sent two of them to the hospital. <laughs> and uh, there was an article, you know, <laughs> karate expert uh, uh, knocks out local uh, thugs or whatever. And, but I don't doubt yeah, it. I mean, this wasn't, wasn't their he day, was a yeah. guy. He, he was a good man in, in real yeah. life. I mean, he wanted to fight me when I saw him, actually. <laughs> um, uh, How do you feel? Do you think this would have been a different, you know, an alternate universe if uh, if uh, George Lazenby had, had continued on as Bond? This would have been, even, I think, an even more frightening fight, considering Connery is a, you know, is a large man, but I think Lazenby has has more of a, a girth to him. He's kind of, I mean, this would have been like, you know, two caged tigers fighting. I just, I get the feeling he's more massive. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. I, th- I think George would have knocked him out, actually. Well, that's the thing. Connery had, you know, by this point, you know, 20 years of filmmaking behind him. So he knew all about blocking and everything, whereas George, you know, even in the, when he was doing that, uh, the screen test, he knocked a stuntman out. And, and I can tell you, George has massive fists. You do not want to get hit by one of those fists. <laughs> no, he's, he's he's known to never hesitate yeah. when it comes when it comes to a bad situation. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Punch first, ask questions later. Exactly, exactly. Mark, I think you told me that he he had actually picked you up. Is that yes? Is that yes, right? I went to you know give him kind of a hug goodbye, and he just picked me up off the ground. And I'm 185 pounds, and I'm like, okay, George. <laughs> but he always oh, a strong man, wonderful guy too. Yeah, very strong. But I can't help but notice. I mean, I guess this is for safety reasons, but the uh, the hammer on the uh, the pistol that uh, Peter the Peter Frank's version of Peter Frank's pulls out is uh, taped over. I guess while they were struggling. Nobody wanted to get hit in the eye with the hook of uh, of the trigger on that, re- uh, or um, the hammer on that revolver. It's just a yeah. That's an uh, interesting a, observation. You're probably right. Absolutely, because I, I would say, I, as far as I know, it was only the two of them. I, I mean, 
I don't think there was any stuntman involved in that fight actually. Mm. I, th- I think it was no. only the two of them. I mean, Bob Simmons might have been uh, been instrumental in the creation of it, but uh, but I, th- I think they did very well, both of them, both both Sean and and uh, Joe. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's an amazing fight stage in a moving, you know, I mean, it's a moving prop that's going on. I mean, the whole, you know, the elevator is moving up, moving and set. E- even though, yeah, even though that the, uh, I mean, it's not probably going up three floors. It's still the 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 floor that they're continuously moving up on. It's quite quite a thing to choreograph. Absolutely, no. It, I'm sure it took a while for him to to coordinate that with everybody. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, on on a side note here as well, I, I can I sh- should add that um, another guy who who appears in in Diamonds, Terry Mountain, um, who had also a very big role in. Um, in Majesty, the film before, uh, he he told me that he also wanted. I mean, he he was he went he went to the casting of of, of the role of Peter Franks, uh, even though Joe got it in the end, which I think was fair enough because um, Terry already had a big part in Majesty. And ended up also playing a little bit uh, part uh, also in Diamond. So yeah, he he had he was the he was the one that reached into the pocket right with the uh, mm-hmm. with the hand uh, trap. Uh, yeah. Yes, with the, with the, That's correct. the hand trap thing. Yeah. Quite. He was on the receiving end <laughs> of those scalpels. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, th- that's another another thing actually that uh, that Terry told me. T- Terry suggested that idea too uh, to Guy, uh, and Guy listened to it and, and um, accepted it. So, so um, an- another yeah. uh, another ev- evidence of of Guy's uh, openness to to ideas. I'm just picturing him on a uh, you know on a bus heading to uh, Pinewood Studios in the morning and uh, having a, having a list in his lap writing ways to kill me. <laughs> wondering, wondering what other people on the uh, on the bus would think. Yeah, uh, this movie uh, this this particular minute doesn't really have much other than that opening that that opening line about you know uh, uh, who is your floor. There's it's this the brutality of this fight and we're going to it'll be in the, the next minute too is that there's no words between them it is just i'm going to kill you no i'm going to kill you and and a huge part of this sequence is the the uh audio all the sound effects mm-hmm. yeah the breaking glass and, and, the, and, the, and the body and, blows and yeah and the motor noises of the uh, of the elevator as it's being turned on and off and very good sound effects very good and the editing some some of these clips uh, i was just looking at uh, a few a few clips they seem to there's several that last maybe uh, ten frames. I mean, it's not even a half second that you're you're seeing them. You're you're getting these blurred images of of all this action. So it really it really draws the audience in and saying, "Oh, this is <laughs> he's in trouble." Oh yeah, it feels like you're there yourself, basically, and, and just it's funny. In, in this movie, Bond uh, endures, I think, two of the 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 biggest beatings he ever got in the series. It was in this this scene, and then later with Bambi and Thumper. Yeah, the the first half of that of that fight is he's mm-hmm. definitely outgunned. Yeah. But uh yeah, no quite quite a scene and we're we're going to probably get into that in the in the following minute. Uh, yeah, this has been a, a a great a great little moment in uh, in Bond violence. Mm-hmm. But when we when we pick this up tomorrow, we'll see how uh, how things go. Anders, if you do have time to come back, we would love to have you back on. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Okay, great. Well, let's uh, and and again, if you could mention again where people can find you on on the internet, uh you have a fascinating site out there. Yeah, uh, if people want to check out my site, it's um, it's located at, uh, it's very easy, it's jamesbond007.se, and it's titled From Sweden with Love, for various reasons. And he means it. <laughs> well, <laughs> There's I, a lot I, of actually, love on that website. Yeah, no, it's quite funny, actually, because uh, some of my friends back home, and, and I mean, new acquaintances that I meet uh, in Stockholm, is like, um, oh, you have a site, what's the name of it? And then I say, from Sweden with love, and, and they don't naturally actually think about Bond, they think about, I don't know what, but <laughs> <laughs> bondage or something. Mm. <laughs> 
Wow. Well, well, do do please visit. And for uh, folks wanting to catch up with previous episodes of us, you can always find us, uh, as always, at 007minute.com. Find us on Twitter, uh, same thing, 007minute. Uh, or you can find us on uh, Facebook at uh, Operation Grand Slam. Just look for that on Facebook, and uh, everybody's out there talking about the movie, previous episodes, and things to come. So uh, join us here for some more fighting next time on the 007 Minute. Until next time, we'll just say Bert Saxby. <laughs> Bert Saxby. Yeah. Tell him he's fired. <laughs>